Welcome to the Long Hollow Group Leader Podcast. We believe that life change happens best in circles, not rows. And so whether we're talking about your life group, your D group, or your family, this resource exists to help you make disciples that make disciples. Today on the podcast, we are talking about expert tips for facilitating great discussion. Wow, that's an expert title. I, mean, I worked hard on it. Every word means something. That means it's a good title. That's right. We are going to get really practical. We're going to share from how many years have you been facilitating group discussion, Chris? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I started, believe it or not, this is true, 1991. Whoa. With my first group. Wow. And so I haven't been doing it quite that long. You've got me beat on that, but we have a, and I don't have time to figure out the math on the fly. Yeah. We have a lot of years of doing yeah. groups and we've learned a lot of things right. because we've had all of the awkward conversations, yeah, we've had all the these, ones that fell flat. You name the meeting, we've had it. <laughs> the ones that blew up, like we've had every one of them. Yes, yes. And so today we're going to share some tips on just kind of how to have that uh, that discussion, really just little practical things, tools in your tool belt right. to help you grow as a facilitator. Sure. But I want to do it to get us started. I want to come back to something we talked about in a previous episode. We mm-hmm. talked about in the life group, there's non-new and mature believers. Yes. And we're trying to create an environment where all of them can come together, talk about the Bible, and experience life change. Right. Which seems impossible when you think about it. You're like, oh man, how does a non-believer and a mature believer really both get something out of the discussion? Um, but we really came up with five elements that we really want our group yeah. discussion. These are kind of values. These are markers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we said word-centered, conversational, authentic, application-focused, and newcomer-friendly. Mm. Those and are so, good. But they would be so much better if there was an acronym. I knew but that. I, I, that, I literally have I that as a joke. I'm, like, ready for it to be, like... <laughs> Right now, Chris is trying to figure I'm out how to make it as an acronym. acronym. We will find one at some point. That's right. And so as I'm talking, Chris is going to be figuring out the acronym to give it to you at the end of this episode. Yes. And so, and we can do that. We that's can always tough. change that's it tough. up. We'll, we'll, that'll be our assignment for later. That's right. That's right. And so as we get going, I want to kind of work off of that framework, and then we'll kind of tag on anything right. at the end. But let's start with those first two, word-centered mm-hmm. and conversational. Um, yes. that, what are some of the practical tips that you would give on how you've done that, keeping it yeah. focused on the word and then making it conversational in nature? Yeah, be, word-centered can be difficult because what tends to happen is when you bring up a topic or you start the conversation, people kind of jump on board from where they're at. So yeah. it's kind of focused on here's where I'm at in my life. Here's where I'm going to connect with this content. So you really have to start with the word. So anytime you're you're working through and you're trying to begin the process, it I always find it's better for someone to read out loud, even read the passage or yeah. where you're at or what, yeah, what you're teaching. And it can even be helpful to have multiple people read it, depending on how much scripture you're reading. Uh, if you've got, again, one or two people in your group who mm-hmm. are constantly, they're like, man, I'm going to talk a lot. Uh, assigning them to read is often a win um, and letting them Im- do that. But but the key here is you want to kind of help them with the context of what's going on in the Word. That's right. Because what we don't want to do is steer the conversation towards how we feel about the Word. Yeah. We want to steer the conversation toward what was God really showing us through the Word. And and that can be difficult depending on what you're teaching and where you're at. And so right. it's going to happen. You're going to, you know, conversations are naturally going to navigate to where people are, and that's fine. But starting with the Word, showing them the context allows you to come back to 
that as an anchor throughout the conversation. The next thing you want to do, so, so that's word-centered. Those are a couple tips there. Uh, when it comes to being conversational, um, sometimes that's not a challenge. Sometimes it's like we're, <laughs> we're right. too conversational. But some ways to do it, uh, I would say do it right. Uh, I don't want to say that you can do it wrong, but some ways to do it right. Yeah. Uh, the first one I would say is to embrace the awkward pause. Oh, man, that, that is so true. Uh, it's a tough one. <laughs> like when you're sitting in a room of X number of people and no one is saying anything, I want to fill that space with something. Oh, like, I, let me help you guys because this is getting tough. But if you need to sometimes just sit and let it let it sit. Let yeah. people think That's about right. it and make and make a joke. If like make I've done joke, that one to yeah, defuse hey, we're, it, yeah, like we're, we're gonna sit here in this and it's okay. Yeah. You know, I but, will not speak next. <laughs> it is on you. I asked the question. <laughs> I always look at it this way: the awkward pause typically leads to a profound truth or statement. Mm. because what's typically happening in the awkward pause is no one has anything quick and pithy to throw out there, right? Right. And so they're having to think through and marinate on the idea before they say something. So oftentimes you're going to get some of your best. If you wait, if you can be patient, you're going to get some of the best responses there. Uh, The other is to facilitate, don't preach. And this is a tough one for church <laughs> staff members. It is so bad. It's like, I can walk through that. I can talk the whole time if I need right. to. And, uh, and the reality is you want people to talk back and forth. You want them to say something. It's a conversation. Yep. You know, you want to build it into a conversational tone. And so you want to push your group, um, you know, the individuals to speak to one another also. Yeah. Because this can That's be That's kind of like the next there. level. Right, right. Yeah. It, it can often be you sitting there saying stuff and everyone's kind of hitting you. You want mm-hmm. everyone to participate and talk to each other. And, and yeah. that, man, when you have a group like that it's just a, you, you end the night you're like that was a great meeting yes. we really got into that that was a, that was a great study yeah. um and, and then the other thing you want to do is ask specific people to answer yeah ask them yeah, yeah ask them to add to the conversation that's actually a phrase you can use hey is there anything you want to add to that Vic I know uh you know Sophie mentioned this is there anything you want to add to that so you're right. giving them that opportunity to chime in sometimes if people aren't speaking yeah. You can get them involved in that way. I've done that. Like, you have a great perspective. As a boss, you have yeah. a great perspective on how to do this. As a father, I bet right. you have a great perspective, sure. John. You know, Give them that one. low-hanging fruit, easy way to jump in the conversation. And then finally, this is a tough one, but it's so helpful. Ask open-ended questions. Mm. So an open-ended question might be, what, you know, what are some ways this impacts your life as a, as a, as a father? Right. Um, a, a non-open-ended question is: Is this right or wrong? Yes or yeah. no? You know, <laughs> the answer is going to be yes, yes, and then you're going to move on. So you want to you want to ask those questions that allow people to converse. You know, right. you can't have conversation without it. But so those are for for word-centered and conversational. Vic, what are some practical tips that have helped you facilitate the other three aspects or values that we've kind of pointed out here: authentic, application-focused, and newcomer-friendly. And so, all right, so as I go, you got a short window of time to figure out this acronym by the end of it. I'm working, I'm working. (laughs) Yeah, I think with that authentic one, it really carries over from the open-ended questions, except Mm -hmm. I would really add and say, man, make those open-ended questions relational. See, Word Center starts with what it meant back then, then and there. And when you get to, then you want to say, okay, how does it apply here now? How does it apply for us? And so if you were talking about, man, Jesus gave grace to Matthew. You know, Matthew is a tax collector, and he spent time with him. He gave Matthew attention that he did not deserve. He gave him something he didn't deserve. What is one thing in your life that you received that you didn't deserve? Mm-hmm. How did that make you feel? It's open-ended, It's authentic, right. and it's, it's relational in nature. 
everybody loves to talk about themselves. And so if you need to get conversation going, that's a great way to do it. But what happens is people then begin to open up. And when they share from experience, people on the other side of the room say, oh, man, I didn't think I had anything in common with that person. You know, Chris, uh, or Chris, C.S. Lewis. uh, And so C.S. Lewis said that often relationships start with you two moments. Oh, you struggle with that, too. You know, like, oh, you have that. And that's what happens when you create that authentic, when you say, how did that make you feel? How did you, you know, ask those relational questions? And then I would say, if you're doing that and people aren't really, they're only showing, sharing kind of the the highs, not Mm -hmm. the lows, maybe not the, the more difficult moments. Transparency breeds transparency. Mm-hmm. And so when you can say, man, I struggle with this principle. Yeah. What we're discussing today, I'm not very good with. That's going to yeah. give people the permission in mm-hmm. the other side of the room to say, man, I, I don't either. They're going to follow your lead every time. That's right. And so asking those relational questions, how does this impact you today? Uh, those things are really important. For application, um, we talked about this with uh, surface-level accountability. You've got to move from general to personal and specific when it comes to, uh, you know, hey, what do you want to take from this? Well, you know, uh, God God is gracious. Okay, it's very general. Right. What is one way that you're going to think about His grace? What is one way yeah. that you need to extend grace to other people in your life? Right. And, say, and get, the, get them to be personal and specific. That's why in our discussion guide, we always have that next step section, mm-hmm. which really brings the discussion to a point of action. That's good. And so we're always asking, what's one thing you need to apply in your life this week? And then lastly, that newcomer friendly, I would just, here's one thing I would recommend you not do. This I is do this really one all easy. the time, by the way. I know, I know. And <laughs> I, I do, do it, it too. So this is, this is one that whenever I'm, it really, it happens when I'm not prepared for mm. group. And I That's just true. jump in and I sit down and I'm going to start the conversation by saying, so what did you guys like about the sermon today? Right. <laughs> I do it so many times. I feel a hypocrite oh, saying it, man. but this is, this is why I would recommend not doing it. Yeah. What if I didn't go to the sermon today? What mm. if somebody in your group invited their neighbor who right. doesn't go to church? Yeah. You immediately have drawn a line and said that this conversation is for those that have been in the sermon, right. for those that have heard this. Yeah. What I'll say is, hey, we're talking about this passage today. Right. We talked about it at church some this morning. If you were there, you may kind of have like a little cheat sheet, mm-hmm. but ultimately this discussion, yeah. whether you were there or not, we can all participate. Sure. That's usually how I get it started, and then I jump to the passage. Yeah. Um, and so, and then I would just say be aware of inside jokes and private or previous conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's somebody's first week. Give context. You don't want someone to feel like an outsider. That's right. You're all laughing about something. like, well, this is, uh, this is great. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, oh, that's here? great. Right. And so that may be inside jokes with one another, or it may be they jump in mid-series mm-hmm. or in the middle of a book, and right. they don't know what happened in James 1 and 2. Yeah. And so just be aware, thinking about that person that's there for their first sure. time. And so with that, we're going to jump into just some final tips that we've learned from experience. Yeah. Uh, But before that, a quick word about the Replicate Network. Do you have a vision for the groups in your church but don't know how to make it happen? Replicate's Group Ministry Masterclass is a one-stop course to help you create, launch, and sustain your group's ministry. These training videos, implementation exercises, and resources will guide you to create your own group's playbook that is unique to your context. You can access this masterclass today at replicate.org groups.
All right, Chris. So those we've given those five right. elements of life-changing discussion. And just for the record, I cannot think of an acronym. Those are so, so to create a great. Here's tips on creating an acronym yes. that no one asked for, by the way. Uh, that's right. But this is you this is the make, value we're given. Here. You have to you have to sometimes tweak the words, like yes. come up with different words to make it work. There is nothing that's going to come out of these <laughs> words. Matter of fact, that, that's the challenge from the podcast. If you want to help us out and make an acronym from word-centered, conversational, authentic, application-focused, and newcomer-friendly. Please do that. We we would love to have one. That would be awesome. That would be great. You can you can email that to me. Right. Vic at longhollow.com. That would be great. Right. And I so, think it's Vic dot green. You're right. It you're is giving Vic. them the wrong email because you don't really want these emails. I know what you're doing. <laughs> That's good. So let's jump into some final tips. We got yes. our tip on how to make an acronym. Right. And so we've given our listeners some homework. Very helpful. But let's talk about some tips on facilitating conversation yes. uh, that we haven't mentioned yet. And so what are some of the uh, other tips maybe? that you've had yeah. um, just from your years of experience? I would say when it comes to conversation, some things that I wish someone had told me back in 1991 when I was leading eighth grade guys <laughs> as a senior uh, in high school. The first tip would be not to do with eighth grade guys. <laughs> and so, just kidding. I'm no, so grateful need, for those hey, I'd rather, much rather lead eighth grade guys than adults most of the time. But the, <laughs> the issues are a little easier to deal with. Um, but one of the things that I think is so critical is the starting point of the conversation. Mm. And when, when we get into a discipleship group, for instance, we always want to start with that high and that low of the week. And the right. reason we want to do that is because we want to get people talking before we get into the talking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let's talk about our life. Let's talk about something that's easy. I mean, you, you get to pick the starting point. You know, a high and low mm-hmm. from your week, you get to say, you know, if you love sports, if you love uh, gardening, if you love yeah. food, you can start at that point. It lets you dive into the conversation and build a poor before you get into the the stuff that's going to be a little bit more complex. Uh, When it comes to a life group, um, one of the things that we encourage is kind of a those icebreaker questions. Yeah, we have that um, icebreaker deck. That we have that icebreaker deck, but you can you, know, you can go online and Google icebreaker. I mean, you, yeah. you you can come up with some. But when you ask those types of questions, those are actually I, I feel like anyway they're fun to answer because it's like there's no yes. pressure. You know, what would you do with a million dollars? I could think about that all day. <laughs> I yes. could answer that. I could I could give you a lengthy answer, but there's no pressure on me to have the right answer. There's That's no right. pressure on me to to to, uh, to feel like I've got a pretty, you know, I can just get in the conversation regardless of where I'm at, whether I'm a newcomer, whether I've been there for a long time, and, and it allows me to open up. And yeah. when you get your folks in your groups to open up, that's when you can really begin to see the conversation take it to that's the right. next level. Examples of bad icebreaker questions. <laughs> and so, what is the future state of the nation of Israel? That would be a bad question. Uh, who are you that, voting for? That would be a bad question. Well, I don't know. That conversation might last a while. <laughs> it, it will be lively discussion, but it will not it probably won't, it, it probably won't be want. very fruitful uh, in this day and age. But So I would just say this. Have a plan. Uh, when you're going to discussion. One of the things yeah. that I think people take for granted when they get into group ministry and they are leading discussions is we're just going to show up and start talking. Yeah. Um, and, and that might actually happen, especially if you've been together a while and you don't have newcomers coming into your group. But the reality is if you really want to get to a destination, yes. you have to, to follow a map. You know, you can right. wander for a while if you want, but it's just not going to be as effective. That's right. And so come in with a plan with an idea of where do I want to get? What do I want to arrive at? Where are you laying in that plane? Where are we like, going to land yeah. the plane? And then work work your way back to the through that conversation. And, and if you've got great curriculum, obviously that's going to help you do that. That's right. Um, but, but don't feel bound by that plan. 
Yeah. Let's say you get into a conversation and, and God's doing something and it's going in a direction you didn't necessarily intend, but it's awesome and it needs to happen. Man, by all means, you know, follow that and, and let God move and, and let there be enough room to breathe in the group so that you're not feeling constrained by some preset. You know, old school curriculum uh, for, for an old school Sunday school model was a guy or girl standing up in front of a class yeah. with an hour's worth of curriculum they're going to teach, almost like a lecture. And, and I, I actually love that kind of stuff. But yeah. if you're trying to create conversation, it's just not as helpful. Right. And so when you're trying to create conversation, you're like, we've got to leave room to breathe. We've yeah. got to create a plan, but don't stick to that plan and let it be more important than the people in your group. Yeah, no, that's really good. I would, uh, and I would add too. You talked about having that plan, but being sensitive to know, you know, when when to kind of go off. And I think that you mm-hmm. know, give you permission. Sometimes it's okay to chase the rabbit. You right. know, like we think yeah. about we're going on a rabbit uh, yeah, yeah. trail. Like if you're. It's okay to chase that sometimes, but then sometimes it's not. And that's that's up to you and your discernment as the right. leader. What I would really encourage with all this, especially maybe if you are more of a you're maybe more of a teacher, you like that more structured like speaking in uh speaking in roads or kind of teaching right. uh thing. I would really say the you want to value not necessarily the content, right. but yeah. you want to uh, the connection that's happening. We're trying to create relationships and community here. And so th- that's why those conversations are important. Yeah. Yes, maybe you could have set a point better. Maybe it could have been a more structured and maybe uh, a simple, concise, more linear plan. Yeah. But ultimately, people are going to want, uh, they're going to stick not because of some amazing message they heard, but mm-hmm. because of the connection that that's they right. have with the people. The relationships. And it's going to stick better. If you just tell me something, if we hear something, the retention is far less than if we discuss it. We talk about it. If you help your people trip over insight. And so just be aware of that. Make sure you're valuing connection and relationships Mm -hmm. and allowing people to discuss and process opposed to just getting through that plan. And that'll kind of help you. Is this a rabbit trail I should take or not? Yeah. And then the other one I would say, I say this all the time, is when someone throws a grenade in the middle of the room... You fall on it. And this is what I mean by that. You're talking and somebody goes, yeah. what do you guys think about predestination? Yeah. What do Whoa. you guys think about, you we're, know? We're talking about loving our neighbor today. This is going to be a grenade. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so somebody throws, it's usually yeah. a theological one, but it could right. be, man, how, who do you think we should vote for? You could yeah, bring something sure. culturally or political. Right, right. And, and what happens is they throw that grenade in there and you can feel your anxiety mm. just starts to go way yeah. up. And what you want to do is instead of letting people engage with that, because that's going to just yeah. every, it's not going to help facilitate no. of uh, that is not <laughs> the right environment for that conversation. Right. And so for that, I'm going to say, Hey, that is a really important question right now. Uh, discussion is not the best environment for that, but we could definitely talk about that at, uh, after the group or at a later time. That's my phrase that I, and I literally, I jump on, I don't literally jump in the middle of the room, uh, but I figuratively I'm jumping on that grenade and I'm saying, Hey, let's continue to talk about this and yep. not that. And that's really important because that can really get your group sideways. And once it happens, once somebody throws a grenade the next week and the next thing, you know, man, every week, it's, it's every like, week what's going to happen? So They're coming for the wrong reason at that point. Oh, it's so true. <laughs> and then some are not coming at all. That's exactly <laughs> right. And so, so those are some of the tips. I mean, we could go on, but uh, hopefully you found one of those tips that uh, is going to be really helpful for you. We would encourage you to use that in your discussions in the coming weeks. 
Thank you for joining us for this episode. Take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast. If you are a Long Hollow group leader, click the link in the show notes to access resources just for you. If you are a church leader and want to receive free resources to help you make disciples in your home, group, or church, click the link in the show notes or visit replicate.org.